Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview back to Belmont Park Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are recording the 1-1, your West Australian Racing podcast. It's just before 10.30am on Thursday, the 20th of May. We have a big nine-race card coming to us from historic York this afternoon, Terry. I know you're licking your lips in uh, anticipation of uh, everything that's happening in the uh, Avon Valley today. Uh, Sky Racing Provincial Series Championships Day. That's uh, that's at our Back to Belmont meeting. While Carnarvon is racing on Saturday also. While, don't forget, Kalgoorlie wraps up the weekend this Sunday. So, yeah, it's a bit, bit happening on the WA racing front, Terry. Certainly is. I uh, yeah, no, enjoy uh, the undulation of the uh, the York surface. Uh, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. Yeah, big day. It's always uh, it's always exciting when we head back to Belmont Park. Beautiful racetrack, uh, very fair. One of the one of the hardest working uh, venues in the nation. And speaking of nations, speaking of hardworking nations, yeah, speaking of hardworking nations, Terry, <laughs> what a segue. Yeah, let's introduce uh, Perth Racing's esteemed track manager, the man himself, Chris Nation. Hello, mate. How are we, gentlemen? Very well, thank you, Chris. Esteemed. How many times have you been called esteemed before? <laughs> Oh, I don't think ever. And as I said, I think you've got it completely wrong. Uh, you must have had a night on the sauce last night or something. <laughs> hasn't felt like that, I tell you. Well, there's a first for everything, Chris. Uh, a long Ascot season has come to an end. They always feel like long bloody seasons, don't they, when you've only got the one Metro track for such a, a lengthy period of time. But um, I'm pretty sure we copped some rain very early in the Ascot season, probably put you on the back foot. But amazing job to keep the, uh, the track uh, in one piece for as long as uh, you had to, I guess. Um, how is that? Before we move on to Belmont, how is the Ascot surface looking? Could you go around again for another season straight away? <laughs> yeah, look, it is, look, people have short memories, and that, I think that's the racing game, and, and I think that's sport in general, that you're only as good as your last effort. Um, I, I think people re- don't remember that we went through the coronavirus Roma, Roma Cup last year, which Vega Magic won the Roma Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Casey's were quite vocal at the time about it being moved to Belmont. Uh, I don't think the horse would have won if it was at Belmont, <laughs> but uh, the track, if I compare the track that day to the track this year, uh, the track was 20% better this year than last year. Okay. So it got through really well, obviously. Uh, we went into the season, as you said earlier, we had a bit of rain there early. Uh, even before the season started, which just meant that I had to keep it a little bit lower and a little bit tighter for them first few meetings. And then obviously we've had the prolonged uh, warmth and then actually a bit of summer rain, which is always fantastic, but it can provide a problem at the back end of the season. Um, Like a rainforest, the grass actually does too well, builds a canopy on top and then holds moisture underneath, which uh, is what happened at the back end of the season. But overall, fantastic year. Uh, as you say, seven months of racing there. I'm actually ready for the change in Belmont Park. It's probably my favourite track, so um, I'm ready to rock and roll. How many how many meetings did we have? Do you know? Uh, Fifty three in just under seven months. Yeah, because you had all the York and Narragin and, and everything at the start. Yeah, there's a couple there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, yeah. the old Rona, the old Rona, really uh, increased <laughs> your workload. But uh, yeah, well, that's yeah. Uh, that's a lot of meetings. What, what well, are we, that's we're, about we're 10 like extra? we're like sport brats with our tracks, so aren't we? Like. <laughs> I can know the hard work that they have to endure season in, season out, both our metropolitan venues. Like it's um it's quite unique, I suppose. Um, the fact that we did we do that six month 
sort of racing schedule between Belmont and Ascot. But I think we we forget how much effort and uh, hard work goes into getting them up and up and firing for us to, to bet on week in week out. Um, yeah, and look, you're not just talking about the city track. Let's be, you know, let's talk about racing in general. You mm. know, Cop, I think 26 meetings in, in six months. Uh, Flemington Cop 22 in a year. Yeah. You know, Caulfield Cop 27 in a year. Um, you know, so we are we are uh, unique to, to what we do. Obviously, our weather pattern is, is so much better than Melbourne's, which allows it a little bit bit more. But um, yeah, there is a lot of work to go into it, and the ground staff at all these tracks do a fabulous job to to get up day in day out and keep us in the turn up and, and uh, improving these joints. So we are back to Belmont this Saturday, Chris. The rail is in the true position. Um, yep. I, I imagine the, the the track is is in pristine order heading towards that uh, provincial championship series final day. However, the weather forecast it will be the the, the main talking point. What can, what can you tell us from your point of view and from your staff's point of view? What can uh, what are we anticipating? Yeah, isn't yeah. it your role to ensure that we have a um, do we have better, better better weather as well? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start dancing. I think. Uh, look, well, no, nobody uh, wants to see that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. I'll give you the tip. Uh, look, oh, Lewis, the, foot over the, weather, <laughs> <laughs> the weather is obviously forecast, but you know we're ten at ten thirty Thursday morning. But uh, the weather is fantastic at the moment. Not a breeze, and obviously a little bit of humidity, which normally does mean there's, there's rain coming. But um, you know it is what it is. Last year we got stung again with the good old Rona that knocked us on the head and we copped five meetings in the first week and a half here last year, which set us back for the season. And in hindsight, if I look back on it, obviously uh, I thought I was doing the right thing and I tried to keep it, a fair bit of moisture in it and we actually got rain on them first five days, which really set back that track for the whole year. So nothing we're not ready for. Hopefully uh, that you know we don't get that rain or it comes afterwards. Uh, obviously... These earlier meetings in the season, I do try and keep it a little bit firmer. Um, I'm currently giving it a drink at the moment because there's no um, clouds in the sky and obviously no wind, but uh, I'm purely doing it at the moment to keep uh, the, the leaf alive because obviously with what's forecast, um, I have to be quite wary. So I think if the rain comes after lunch and we have a couple of races, then first couple of races with the pure cover on it and the thickness of it, I think they'll scoot along on top of it. Um, and then obviously we'll just see how much rain we do get. It's 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 funny how the industry there's perfectly good races on offer at Ascot, but uh, lo- lots of trainers, owners and trainers are, are conditioned to hold their hold their horses back for the uh, for the opening of, of Belmont to get that that good pad. And um, and and I've noticed with the we, we just got inundated with nominations for the back to Belmont meeting on um, on Saturday. So it's good to see that uh, that people who have held their horses back. Have uh, are going to be in for a, hopefully a treat with a with a with a beautiful surface to, to compete on. Now, um, how many how many meetings is, is Belmont going to take on in the so, next five to six months, Chris? Yeah, look, in the, uh, at this stage, uh, we're forecast we, we 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 race five months here, obviously seven there. Uh, in the next five months, we, we're forecast for forty two, which really means we don't get a break now until uh, the end of September. Um, but it, it, depending on what happens, uh, obviously, uh, with the Bunbury redevelopment, uh, this looks like this could go all the way through till, uh, with a little break straight after September, that looks like we could be opening again here in November and going through to probably the end of February, which uh, is exciting for me because this track in the summer, you know, the great, you can't keep the grass down. So, 
this surface will be uh, immaculate that time of year. So at this stage, 42 with an option there of probably an extra uh, anywhere from five to ten metres if, uh, if if needed. That's a uh, it's a fair deal of racing, especially when the the track will be getting as much uh, rain as uh, as it obviously does over this period. So it's a fair old uh, yeah no fair old effort um, from yourself and your track staff, which uh, probably don't get the credit um, they always deserve, Chris. Um, yeah, they don't. No, they don't. We're uh, we're going to make sure we're all out there as well. Actually, a little segue, BJ, which we'll talk about in a minute on the 29th for the uh, for the Belmont Sprint Day. So make sure uh, make sure you come and join us for a uh, for a beer if you happen to be out of the track in a in a week and a half's time, Chris. Yeah, beautiful. I definitely will. All right, wonderful. I don't miss that. <laughs> Look, right. just quickly. Yep. Just quickly, boys. The, the squad at the 600, uh, which most punters don't miss, that that most punters don't see, causes a lot of trouble every year. Uh, I have done some works on that 30 by 20 metre area uh, in the off season. Um, what happened is it was dug up a few years ago and put with pure sand. Uh, it was it was always loose and shifty um, and the jocks would always come back complaining that there was a spot there that was a little bit loose and shifty. I have done works on that earlier this season, uh, early in the Ascot season to try and have it uh, in pristine condition. It's really good. And our famous, whatever you want to call it, at the 150. <laughs> the trench. Uh, the trench. It's got its own, got its own Twitter I can't believe we were going to let Chris go without yeah, mentioning no, I was bringing an R-ing. I was an R-ing on the <laughs> trench. I don't want to fire him up. He wants to start dancing. Uh, it's, no, it's no good hiding from the facts, mate. It's no good hiding from it. So that had uh, – we actually dug that out. That trench, well, the trench was six metres wide. Uh, and obviously, we when we ran the survey, uh, got the surveying done over the top of it, it showed out that it was a couple of mil high through the middle. So we went back an extra six metres either side to make it a bigger square pad, uh, and we've levered all that area and, and now re-turfed it. Um, the best way to feel it, my side of it, is to go over it on the mower and see what you feel. Um, you don't you don't notice that it is there as such. So um, I'm hoping, touch wood, that there is no problems in that area and the work that are being done there have, uh, have sorted that issue. And obviously... Uh, from the Perth racing side of it, uh, there has been more upgrades to bars and, and uh, facilities inside the building this year. So uh, I know the boss has been really uh, proactive in making sure that the, there's been upgrades and you know things look tidier and neater and, and in extra areas that they've put in. So I think they've spent over a couple hundred thousand in there to uh, upgrade that area. So it's worth getting out to have a look and see what it's like. That's the new 1-1 one, one bar, yeah? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> 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 well, by the way, you boys go, you'll have enough to be able to sponsor it. Uh, <laughs> no? Come on. Come on, Chris. Come on. Have you, have you had a look at the card yet yourself? I know it's only Thursday yeah. morning. Have you got have you got a best for us? I mean, the last few times oh. I've asked you for a tip, I don't think the horses are finished. Um, <laughs> that you've tipped us. So. Don't start bagging me. I dig deep. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If he doesn't win next Saturday, then there's got to be something wrong with the track. That's all I know. Um, have, you, have you got one? Have you got one on the card for us to leave us with? Oh, look, uh, no. Look, I, I, as I said, I, I just hope they all get around safe. But I, mm. I think that I think uh, 
Lulu Chiana's been for staying race again, doesn't it? Just oh, I should do. Away. Should do. Tell you what, if you, if, you can, if, you can, if you can start the season getting a $1.50 pop rolled, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm coming back to you back for my lay every single week, I reckon, Chris. So, but uh, no, thanks for coming on, mate. We thoroughly appreciate it. I look forward to catching up for a beer uh, Saturday week. Belmont, um, Belmont Sprint Day. Belmont Sprint Day, yes, Dig Deep Day. Dig Deep Day, yes. But, yeah, I uh, appreciate all your, all your help, uh, Chris, and good luck with Back to Belmont on Saturday. No problem, lads. Good pattern. Thanks, Chris. Race one is the free entry to Belmont Park. Handicap, 2,200 metres. Just the five uh, five horses to face the starter. Uh, pattern first. Rain first. We'll quick discussion um, how we expect it to play. Belmont first up usually plays really nice and fairly um, across the board. They will get their chances. You'll find on occasions um, some – Newer apprentices might be still going early, like it's Ascot and the shorter straight at Ascot, yeah. and it can pay to be a uh, to be one of the more uh, senior jockeys or someone that's done their sort of research and understands the fact that you do get that extra, whatever it is, 50, 60 metres at Belmont to um, to sustain your runs. But look, the rain is kicking off five a.m. basically um, Saturday morning. Doesn't stop till Sunday night, so we're not going to have the the downpour leading into the day, meaning the track will be soggy, but during the day it's going to get chopped up. And even though it's the first meeting of the season, I'd be wary as you progress in the day because it might become a little bit um, – the middle of the service will be un- untouched. And as the day goes on, that won't be getting chopped up as much. And it might be nicer to be coming down the middle of the Belmont Park service as the day progresses. So mm. um, a lot of races I'll be really happy playing late uh, on the exchange, BJ. Okay. So, yeah, and obviously we just got off the phone to – our yes. man, Chris Nation, and uh, it, the the big talking point in the lead up to Saturday will will be, of course, the uh, the front, the rainfall that is uh, heading our way. Whether that will impact the day remains to be seen. But uh, again, as always, um, you know, keep an eye out on the the forecast and uh, and how the track is playing on the day and adjust accordingly. Now, bit of a disappointing start to the season with this five horse field uh, and. The very much informed Marachino is shooting for five straight. William Pike hopes hops back on. Uh, odds on fave, which is to be expected. Uh, Nation's declaring it too. Yeah. That's all we need, isn't yeah. it? Christy Nation's declaring it. He's gone, put it, he's gone put about it zero for 100. So, yeah, nup should win. Just about whether uh, the two and a half kilo swing and the pattern of the race, whether Mackenzie Brook can out sprint Marachino, but um, pretty good win. Marachino, Pikey goes back on. Really dominant the way, even though it got as soft as butter out in front. Sure. Um, yeah, look, should be winning again, but um, not impossible. Mackenzie Brook turns the tables if the races run accordingly. I won't be betting. I marked him $1.50 and 360 so I, about bang on. I tipped Mackenzie Brook in the leg up. Yep, sure. Just, uh, Surprised you didn't have star of Bonnie Rose on top, actually, <laughs> BJ. Do you reckon Lou Luciani's happy that Dion Luciani accepted with star of Bonnie Rose in this uh, in this race on Saturday? Uh, I don't think he'd care less, would he? Well, I think it might have helped there. I think I think Ben Owen will be a bit flat on Saucy Jack because it might. But he star of Bonnie Rose can just uh, be written handlebars type thing. Star of Bonnie Rose is a professional trialer these days. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. Matty Cornick has uh, got to know the horse very he well. Spins around on this horse every yeah. every set of trials. Uh yes. Saucy Jack missed the start the other day and was then was three and four four deep, mm-hmm. no cover the entire straight to the front. Saucy Jack Chloe has a part. He's a quite a cunning front riding rider uh, jockey. She'd so need, she'd need to be she'd, extremely cunning to she'd this, need to be. But it just adds it adds that little bit of 
a different feel to last start when Maricini was allowed to walk and dictate and and make it into a, an 800 meter surge home. So maybe if Clint Johnson Porter can tag Maricino and Pike in transit, might maybe get the last crack at him with that four kilo um, difference in the weights. Mackenzie Brook, Adam Durant stable, f- absolutely flying. Uh, I think she's the she's the only possible uh, horse that can challenge Maricino. So I just thought that uh, for something a bit different, I thought Mackenzie Brook might be able to cause a mini upset to open the back to Belmont race day. She definitely can. She definitely can. Markets bang on. Yep. Just uh, there's no way that market gets me involved in any sense. And there's no way I play there at all. But this is a race. Oh, I probably, wait, just, just before sorry. we do, just yes. sorry, Terry. I did notice something I hadn't seen before. You might be able to tell me whether you've seen this before. Bella's Idol, Equicast On is the gear change. So um, I just did some quick Googling. What's an Equicast? Equicast is, a, is user-friendly and affordable for the treatment of hoof problems, oh, structural wall want. and sole failure. Tell you what, I reckon I was Equicast after yesterday's <laughs> week on the punt. So, on Saturday at about 5.30 last Saturday after Nerodio rodeo sat deep in the troop, I reckon, yes, I was Equicast. Equicast. Yes, heavily Equicast. Yeah. On, uh, so Equicast adds temporary wear protection and support to the hoof, to the whole hoof capsule. Right. Um, so... Either way, it doesn't really sound terrific for for Bella's idol, but it did uh, did it is a pretty good horse on his day, and he did trial well, knocking off come play with mm-hmm. me at Larkhill on Monday. But that's what Equicast is. It's a horse with problem feet, Terry. Very good. Uh, race number two, another race I am highly unlikely to play in. I am a firm believer that a lot of these two-year-old races and so much trial format. Mm. Mr. McManus messaged me yesterday saying this is better than the Karakata. He reckons that's probably a stretch, but um, I'll tell you what, this is a cracking um, two-year-old event over the 1,000 metres. Guard the some, safe. got some depth, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. guard the safe. Vranio, flying missile dance, session, uh, bopping blue, ace fire, g'day tiger, g'day tiger. G'day. Forever dreaming. All of those horses have won their last um, visit to a racetrack, whether mm. it be uh, a race in Flying Missile Sense or Trials and the rest. So uh, really, really, really looking forward to seeing how this eventuates BJ. But, uh, yeah, I really have no idea, and I, I think this is one of those races that um, you want to have an idea on to bet, if that makes any sense. I think the $2.60, 270 Flying Missile is probably bare bones from the gate. If a yeah. couple of these show the gate speed they did in trials because um, Flying Missile could end up in a, in a difficult spot. But um, now, cracking race, BJ. You, you've got a leaning. You're the man that uh, we go to for the juvenile form. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who impressed you most in the uh, in the trials? Uh, there's plenty, yeah, plenty. Uh, but the horse that probably has impressed me the most is Forever Dreaming, but it's drawn barrier ten. So where is she going to get? So Forever Dreaming has been trialed three times for Colin Webster, uh, and has uh, one. I put a line through him. To one, be honest, one straight away, wide gate. Yeah, no, especially with so much speed in the race. Like, there's how possibly do they win from ten? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, if they get on the back of Flying Missile and it gets sucked into the race. So for me, uh, the the other the other horse that impressed me significantly was Bopping Blue, mm-hmm. $100,000 yearling. Now, it just looked beautiful beautiful and balanced in the way that it stretched out in its trial win underneath William Pike from gate four. Uh, the, the the leaders to me looked like either Dance Session or Varenio. They were the ones that looked to possess the most gate speed. Jeez, Dance Session really um, pinged the leads, Oof, didn't it? Yeah. yeah it's so, the one I had on top. Yeah, um, it'll, it'll lead and Varenio will come across mm-hmm. and sit outside, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that means that Bopping Blue is probably going to get the beautiful trail in the in the 1-1 one, one, uh, for the Wizard. So Dot Bopping Blue looks hard to beat. For me, I just don't know whether 
any of the trial form I've seen can surpass what Flying Missile has produced recently. She's got the score on the board. Really, really good filly this one. She's been able to sit outside Ultimate Command, which is a handy horse in its own right, and still find a way to, to get over the top. Rock hard fit in form that character plate run was the only time it's been defeated all preparation was huge under the circumstances i still think that the thousand at, at uh, belmont is just a bend it's not a turn if um Chris did she Barnum, win with bad luck could she sit three deep outside of a moment if she has to i think so yeah yep. yeah and i i tend to think the weights don't catch up with them as two-year-olds do they not so much not not as quickly as they do under handicap she, conditions she's won yeah. three and two seconds and yeah. she's only got three and a half kilos more off debutantes yeah yeah. So I just feel as a dance session in Varanio, they've sort of they haven't they might have had their own ways in in trials. How are they going to be leading under racing conditions where there's real pressure? Uh, and that means that I think that maybe the leaders might combust late, which will leave the strength of a horse like Flying Missile to be t- to be and the class to be too good late. Mm-hmm. But I was two eighty five, so that two fifty around at the moment's under <clears throat> undermined. Yeah, just with so many unknowns, it's uh, it's hard to dive in at that price. Popping blue, very rare you see a uh, a two year old, especially trial Monday race Saturday on yep. debut. Isn't yep. that something else? So. Um, nice time though in the fifty six forty three. Um, yeah, no, no bank on buzz type stuff, but it's still uh, pretty pretty sharp. But um, no, very cracking uh, two year old race. Guard the safe jumped extremely well for Bo Banovich Edwards, mm-hmm. uh, restrained to last, and was probably a lot of these just led and won nicely. Yeah. It's probably the one that um, caught the eye in that sense. But a lot of Fred Kersley's trials have been doing that, and then really disappointing on debut. What about uh, Wade Bowie? She must be really light, I reckon. Yeah, I think I think so. Fred's had a really tough run the last. Um, I think I, I think it probably doesn't go down all that well, but I think that their choice of hoops for backmarkers and debutantes is a bit off. I mean, recently a horse like Bonneville Black, who it traditionally goes well for a Maddie Derrick or a, uh, an apprentice, has been ridden by the senior, and I just I, I often find it confusing. But this I think is the right decision here to go with the senior in Lucy. So I do like that with guard the safe and um, yeah to the eye. She actually gave that a real strong pull up towards the end of that trial. That was, like she that was, was a good hide trial. It to some degree, but so trial. many of Fred's are trialing well and then not not producing that on race day. So um, yeah, good, just good, a, good race. I mean, there, there'll be people wanting to who will be trying to make cases for All of them. for several of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean even G'day Tigers the longest price in the field. It was a nice little 400 meter and Dion Luciani. Yeah. Um, he knows how to get them right first up as a for, for two year olds on debut. So, yeah, off, off those uh, little breeze up trials. Yeah, you know? exactly right. So, now good, good luck if you're having a bet. But, um, yeah, you've either got to make, I think you make that decision. I like the way BJ sort of said that is you make the decision to go with the tried form and the horse that's fit and ready. And, and it ain't no other man probably made that form look even better last week by winning after being smashed by flying missile at yeah. their last start. Or you but say, I mean, all that, right, let's that, take it on. Yeah. And then you've got to find the winner from the other yeah, nine, which right. is, uh, yeah, it might be a little bit of an and, ask. I mean, that Caracato is the best form reference you can well, come not past. according to brad mcmanus <laughs> <laughs> so brad that, had a good morning this morning well according to my odds he did at least so maybe brad, no, brad's brad might be a belmont specialist no mcmanus moments no nah, not really no okay no I'm good on you brad sure. yeah good good on you brad yeah pat, we love patting him on the back don't we yeah yeah Actually, so, hate it. so um so for me in the in the vale jimmy gallagher plate uh flying missile on top all right Race number three, the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum uh, Handicap uh, brings together a field of 10 runners. Uh, this is a ordinary, ordinary race. BJ very simply found it difficult to mark a second elect. Mm-hmm. Um, born to try, it was very good behind Fiery Water who went horribly yesterday. It went hor- horribly either side of Born to, born yeah, to Try. Yeah, I, I, I think there was excuses it's prior, but um, – 
yeah, that that run didn't really give you a great deal of enthusiasm to uh, to like those form lines, but this yeah. race has just got nothing in it. Um, especially, especially if you were on uh, Born to Try last start as well. Yeah, yeah, just Chris just got lost, didn't he? he just ended up so far back. Um, it was the run of the race. By a, uh, by a country mile, but if you go right through the rest of that form as well, Petite Lafemme on third, couldn't win a maiden yesterday, um, but that's just going to keep happening, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, the fourth horse was goes around to nothing, hip wiggle, Stella Ann. I mean, the form isn't strong from that race. Locker so. in, was that? Locker but in. look, I mean, the only horse, Dane, the only horse I give any type of chance to beat it is Street Fair. And I mean, geez, how many times do you want to back Street Fair? Yeah, he's, uh, he's at a million goes. Um, Lonsdale, Lord Lonsdale will lead, but geez, Lord Lonsdale led last start in, in what should have been pretty favourable conditions and was beaten by a horse who had to work to the breeze and by Chile is hot. Oh, I don't know. I, born to try, should win the race, but $1.90 is not going to get me. I mean, I Brad went up 2.30 this morning. I was $2 flat. My notes wanted 2.50. And I, I probably should have, in all fairness, I really should have taken the 2.30 looking back now. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty happy at Belmont on a wet day to stay out. But but there's no horse I could be on here besides born to try. Yeah, I mean, so what what do you make of the riding change? Uh, Parnham to Pike, I, I would have been as, as happy either way. Um, is that what you're talking about? No, just – Wondering the the why. Uh, I think Pikey will ride for Smith when available. Pike was away that weekend, wasn't he? Yeah, but yeah, I think Pike rides. Chris, if you look Chris, at Chris has ridden Born to Try more than Pikey though. Yeah, yeah, Pike riding first up last campaign. Pike rode Deputano yesterday. Pike's riding a little bit for Lindsay at the okay. minute. Okay, yeah, stable, um, stable. I, I didn't think too much of it. Stable Chris is riding right. a fair bit for Brett Pope at the moment as well. Right, yeah, they're a, uh, star they're subject a combo. And, um, on one more yesterday. Um, but yeah, I didn't think too much of it. I have a little, as you know, my little, just watch my little theory about our horses second up at this middle type of distance of a little break. But Born to Try did that last campaign when um, second to Chicklet. Chicklet that was yeah. such a big run going forward, getting headed, coming back. So less concerns in that sense, but there's no way in the world I'm taking um, $1.85 on a, on a wet Belmont track uh, about one. But I think it'll shit in. Yeah, should win. Biggest danger for mine is New Amsterdam. Just don't really know. Uh, map. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, the map. Just it was scratched from a winnable race at Pinjarra yesterday. Saved for this. Uh, just I just really like the way that it hit the line uh, on the rain affected. Um, I don't mind Prize Pursuit as a horse, but New Amsterdam uh, gave it Winburn last start and knocked off, held off Trade in, who's got some talent as well. So the two wins this prep after appearing to be a little bit of a nonny prior trial, to that. Trial was super too. Yeah, I think this is a new version of New Amsterdam. And uh, for mine, um, with Brad Willow on board, that uh, this Adam Durant trained five year old is the biggest danger, the only danger for mine to Born to Try. New Amsterdam might be in its sort of red light district, you think, at the moment. Certainly is. It's yeah. heading in that general direction. Isn't yeah, it? that was poor, actually. I can't say <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, this doesn't make a great deal of sense, but I really could have gone. You could have gone one or two ways. Though. Yeah, there yeah. was multiple different ways I could have gone there. But yeah, uh, yeah anyway, um, there's not many, uh, just, there's no not many bets at the start of this card, but it really does come home hard in regards to the quality of racing and the depth in fields from five mm. onwards, I think. So yeah. I am looking forward to, um, yeah, looking at a bit of value later in the card, but early on, for me, there isn't um, many plays, BJ, and that doesn't really change here for me. Um, in race number four, the Glenroy Schaff. <laughs> Chaff. Schaff. Bread bags make Schaff. Chaff. Handicap over the uh, 1,600 <laughs> metres. Um, the try for us is going to be all the rage. I think 
I think uh, it makes the most sense. Uh, Cuban twist probably you, leads. You know what makes sense. Um, what makes sense? You know what makes sense. What makes sense? Sam Kekovic. You know, you know what makes sense. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, you got me there. Try for us. I do like Sam Kekovic. Quite yeah. funny. Does make sense, doesn't it? Uh, Cuban twist and um, the verdict will probably lead in breeze um, and, and try for us with Chrissy Parnham probably comes across and stalks him. Uh, I think that midweek. What do you reckon win, said no one ever? Forward? Well, said yeah. no one ever as a horse. Uh, a little bit of a fill last start, BJ. Quite a, quite a nice result for us on the Wednesday. Well backed. It's a horse that doesn't jump all that well. From barrier 12, I tell you what, there's um, that's going to end up in no man's Three wide. Loves the, loves the slop. So if it is wet, there's, it's probably not the end of the world if it has to lead up a three wide line. Um, but I just, it, it's a horse that musters there. Like that race, it. One last start, Lord Lonsdale led, but there was no speed in that race. It still took a fair while to get to the breeze. Okay. So with actual speed in a race, it's just going to be messy from barrier 12. And um, yeah, it's going to have to be pretty good. Good side though. Side some good horses, deep field. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be sticky for said no one ever. Try for us, gets the perfect run behind him. Um, just about um, if he can maintain that form, if, if she can maintain that form. and First prep. And go on with it. Yeah, exactly right. I think while she didn't win last start, she's... I think Bragwell and even Perfect Jam might be pretty nice horses and who would probably be close to favourite or very heavy in the market in this type of race anyway. So she's probably – look, she probably drops four kilos and she's probably – I'm going to go as far as saying she's probably in an easier race yeah. just about, you know. I, I, I'm i – she's around that $3.20 mark. I've marked her around that $3.20 mark. I don't know whether I'm just, just – trying to get a beat for the wrong reason when there's a really good $3.20 pop here of a horse on the rise or I should just stay out. So I'm a little bit undecided in that sense. 260, um, 270 now. Is it 260, 270? Well, yeah. I should have taken the three. There you go. Mm. So my decision has been made for me. I won't be taking that price. So, um, yeah, no, the, they, they've they uh, they've opened the, uh, the wallets and uh, they've come in. But um, no, I'm expecting a nice run from a horse like The Verdict. I think it's probably a little bit underrated. Goes forward, uh, drops four kilos. Mm -hmm. uh, the Piccolo Signora form isn't horrible. Um, Sluice Box doesn't jump well, so I think the barrier, while it's a nice draw and can stalk them, um, I, I just I'm not I'm not going. And Sluice Box last start, you'll say it was a really nice run, but it had the back of the winner, yeah, and it was the right run, and it's had the right run a few times this prep and not got over the line, but um, yeah, it, it looks the main danger on paper. And Trump this from last isn't a horse I back at nine bucks. Um, maybe out the door. So or I tell you what, last two runs huge. It's absolutely flying. Um, but it's just from barrier eleven. Like what to do? So it's the one that's probably slightly above my market at twenty bucks. But yeah, I just basically said all that, and there's not much happening. In try for us, the mapped winner, BJ. Yeah, so I tend to agree. Try for us has been has been a good horse to me this preparation actually, and uh, it's got a very bright future. So the only real case you can make against her is first preparation. She's what's her fifth start or whatever. She also um, did did get every chance last week. You yeah, thought again. I know that was on a. Ascot track exactly. and you sort of give a lot of forgiveness. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Even if you go back one, like it, it who did it beat in its trial? Uh, Garage Days. Uh, who couldn't win it in its maiden? It beat Garage Days. Garage Days couldn't win it at Albany. Yeah, so it beat, it beat Divine Quest. It was start beaten before. by Hinch and Mose, the start before that, and then to beat Divine, beat Divine Quest, run the race, and Divine Quest... Uh, it's just a battle. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, the jury's still out, but it's it's the one. But yeah, it's the one. Draw, jockey, trainer, weight drop, form, it's all there. Uh, but for me, I ended up putting sluice box on top mm -hmm. in the leg up. I expected try for us to be around the 250 mark. So when it opened up $3 um, or whatever it was early, I was a touch surprised, but then the money's come for it now. So I was like, right, that makes more sense. I just thought sluice box is uh, – 
race hardened. It's in pretty good form. Uh, Money Maley back to Belmont. I just thought if there's going to be an ups- a mini upset, or if there's going to be uh, some a runner here that can take it up to potentially pip try for us that sluice box was the horse um all the form around it's pretty good in this graduation sort of level even the run where um peter nucky rode sluice box ran ninth but it was almost its best run <laughs> as silly as it sounds almost its best run of the prep um mm-hmm. you know it doesn't you know, run many bad races does no it? no it just doesn't win very often that's mm. the thing with with sluice box so you i can understand why it is seven seven fifty eight dollars that was about what I thought it would be. Bit of an each way go sluice box if that's your thing. And uh, but yeah, it does look set up for for try for us. Big shout out to the verdict though. Pretty tough three or filly this. I've, I've liked what um, what she how she's progressed this preparation. Three in a row is hard to do, especially from rolling along in front. And uh, as Terry mentioned, the Piccola Signora form has um, is is not too bad. So might be able to cross some. Um Cuban twist That's occasionally, right, yeah. occasionally doesn't yeah. step all that well either. Yeah. That does occur and try for us could end up in a slightly stickier spot, but um big long Belmont straight for try for us. Yep. So yeah, for me, sluice box on top, but obviously, as we all know, the horse to beat is try for us. Uh it's now time, BJ, for the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing, Mastermind, competition. Might be the last one. In this in this oh, format. In, in this, this format. format yeah. So, yeah, sorry, yeah. the Mundaring Hotels, obviously. Uh remaining with us, but uh potentially. We'll see how next week's well, trial goes. For those of you who are just listening to the, the preview version of the mm. one, when I did mention in the full edition that maybe next week on our four-person podcast, we can trial our live head-to-head mastermind, live podcasting, Guru. We think four-person. We think. Way, we shouldn't, yeah. No, yeah, we'll lock them in. We locked them in? Lucky and <laughs> Brittany. Right, they'll, choiceless. Right. They'll, they'll be on. Otherwise, we'll just get um, Jimmy or Tina to, to jump on. And, Perfect. And, uh, and fill in. Fill in now for the mastermind. But what we're going to do is we're going to uh, do a live version, head-to-head mastermind, see how that goes, and then we'll see if we can trot out a, uh, an exciting new format for the mastermind moving forward, heading towards our 100th episode. Yeah, you know? heading towards the 100. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but yes, getting back to this week's mm. uh, Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind, the Mundaring itself has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you are in the neighbourhood, drop in and see the publican, Ian, Butchie, O'Connor, say day. let him know you're a one-one listener. They tell me that it was overflowing last Sunday with the beautiful weather at the Mundaring. Mm. It was just heaving uh, the big deck. They were they were um they were coming they from everywhere. Big deck, they love the big deck. Yeah, yeah. it's uh it's a it's a um it's really taken off up there in the up in the fresh air there up in the hills Mundaring Hotel. So yeah, drop in, feed, flutter, froffies, family atmosphere. It's good stuff. So congratulations to episode seventy six last week's mastermind winner Fraser Hay. Good on you, Fraser. He um he got those uh those unique. Mastermind questions courtesy of the PRG and um, all three questions correctly and uh, that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring has been mailed. Julia Gillard. Julia Gillard, mm. yeah. And what were the other? It was uh, really. It was the really. trifecta of the- Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey was- mm. And Tommy Pike. Tommy Pike. Tommy Pike, Tommy who Pike. Uh, trained a couple of winners at 
Headland, I think. Yeah, did you end up look, did you end up having a bet in Headland the other day? No, I didn't have a bet in Port Adelaide. It's the one track I'm probably uh, I'm probably not. Uh, it's, it's it's more unique than the others. Um, Carnarvon Broom will definitely be doing this season. What do you got um, against Port Headland, mate? What's, what's yeah, I've, I've maybe hey? got to uh, I've maybe got to open my uh, horizons. I know Scotty Emery loves to go up for. I wish so. I wish I had a check. Check the fields again because I forgot that big uh, the highway was in, and yeah. he, he's an ex wolf horse. He bolted it. I saw the big Caroline one at about four fifty in a uh, four or five horse field. I did think that probably would have looked a price at the time, but tell you what, I can find all the winners after. As it, it I can next next uh, headland, you're gonna you won't be able to help yourself. Headland podcast, yeah. Um, so. I'll do the replays. So to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll have to answer the following four questions. Oh, correct. Four today. Four. Okay. So a couple of what's half- the theme? Do I have a theme? Couple of half volleys and okay. a couple of um, tricky ones. Okay. Uh, I've had to had to mix go a little match. bit mix and match. Yeah, oh, it's like it's that. a mixed bag here. Yeah. That's fine. Question number one: Who rode pro consent to victory in last year's provincial championship series finale? Question two: Was that one of the half volleys or? Well, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. No, this is. You can't look these up as well. People can obviously go and look these up. You got to have a crack. This is definitely a half volley. If you go, if you go to the mastermind after googling all four answers, I reckon you need to have a look at yourself. Shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. (laughs) Grow up. Hope you get poisoned. I don't really. That cheese. Yeah, we just we just love your entry. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it correctly. (laughs) I hope you don't enjoy your food. Yeah, which would be your fault because it's lovely up there. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, Two. Name the trainer. This is a dead set. I hope it rains in the as well. Sorry. Name the trainer who ended Steve Wolf's domination by winning this season's Great Southern Training Premiership. Oh, that's, a, that's your giveaway. Stephen Just, to, just to get him. I in. think it was with the last one. Yeah, yeah, just to, Christo. Just to get us. Oh, good on your snaggers. Mm. Christo Sardelli. See what that goes goes for me, Asher, doesn't it? Sure does. Question three. How much... How many dollars did Celebrity Queen sell for at the recent English Chairman's sale? Don't know that one. Oh, I guess so. Eh? Mm. Question four, true or false? This is the first time we've ever done true or false. 50-50. The Pierce Brothers were the original trainer of Southwest Autumn Cup winner Bella's Idol. So this is where I like to think about it. Not, I actually don't know the answer with mm. that one. So I like to think, okay, why are you asking that? Mm. Why are you asking that? Like, are you asking it? Like, why would How? you ask it if it was going to be, if it wasn't true? Like, where do could you come tri- up could with be that? Could a trick question. Could be, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How did I go? I know I've got two. You clean sweep, swept it. Really? Even yeah. the third one? Even the third one, I yeah. didn't know. I genuinely didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. How, how have you possibly plucked that out? You must, must have, must, yeah, you must have seeped yeah. in. Yeah. Is that four from four? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. See you soon, Butchie. Yeah. Very Come good, Guru. So for a feed flutter and a frothy on the big deck. They uh, they were the four questions for this week's Mastermind. Could be the final original format Mastermind. It's all happening. Oh, it's so, um, masterful. Yeah, mind-blowing stuff mm. here. So uh, get your entries in uh, via direct message at the 1-1-Pod on Twitter. You can be in the running for that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Heart of the Hills since 1899. All right, back to the preview. Race number five, the CTS Low Loaders. Everybody get low. Uh, the low loaders low handicap low and low. <laughs> over the 1,200 metres. This is a good little betting race, BJ. Um Bright Diamond is your short-priced Alex. Now, interesting. She's short. Short, short, short. She is very short. Uh, she's obviously the, the horse with 
I'd say the horse with the most upside, but mm. maybe not. Um, she is coming up a 329-day break, even for Bob's standards. That's a little bit longer than usual, especially for one that um, we think is good, but she's not necessarily going to be top, 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 top line, potentially. But she, who knows where they, yeah, who knows? then again, I thought Truly Great was a dispersal horse, uh, early doors, and then want to wait for age group one. Mm. So um, 329 days, first of all, BJ, what do you do? You make of that? Do you, is there a setback we know of? Um, I, I am not sure myself, but I'm going to just presume she's coming back from from something that wasn't, that's a miss. Yeah, not sure. I just know that. He's but patient. He he just has the luxury of uh, which which everyone else probably doesn't have of just being patient but with money. <laughs> yeah, he can just say, oh, "Well, she might she might have come in, might not have done so well, and when she came in for a spring prep, he says, oh, that's right. We'll just wait for the Belmont tip her out and get her ready for Belmont.' So um, he has. What I will say is, name the last two mares that he's given good breaks to that have come back for the Belmont season. Oh, tell me, uh, Galaxy Star. Mm. Inspirational girl. Oh yeah. Well, don't, I don't know if she's going to be as bright a diamond as those two. I'm just saying. But yeah, just you, saying. No, I, no, you never it's know. a well-worn path. He gets them in. He ru- ru- charge, get, lets them charge through the grades. Uh, see what, and then they then they're able to plot a path to the features over the spring summer. Tell so. you what, though, imposing little record, uh, bright diamond has the three wins from four starts. I don't think a horse has got four better rides. The one thing I will say came from last from Barrier Eleven, which looks like a really nice win. Tagged Pucker Punyal, who's a really nice horse, but when they're going to sprint together, I think you want to be on bright diamond over Pucker Punyal any day. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost to Mood Swings when had every chance that day. That was its one loss uh, on debut. Got given a ten out of ten and just held off. She's Enchanted, who that prep made the form look good, and um, and then beat Pucker Punyal in the tightest of photos um, when Pike gave her another 10 out of 10. So what I'm going to say is off the 329 days. Tread well. Um, yeah, at two bucks. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to take her on. I'm, I'm um, yeah, I'm definitely going to take her on here, um, Bernard. Uh, I reckon that's. I'm surprised um, that they've hopped into her with such venom early too. There's a bit of, um, I think there's a bit of, just a bit of a so spooker. Just, just for- and you want to be, I think we're very wary. And uh, I love I love backing my um, up and coming, as you know, my up and coming Cerise and White Runners, one of my favourites. So I have, not, I have no uh, regrets, even though we lost last week on Graceful Girl. I was very keen. Um, I think Graceful Girl, no matter where it goes next start, will probably win, especially mm. the longer Belmont straight. But they're the type of horses if you back and you get the right prices, which is the key. Um, over a period of time, you'll, you can have very good success with, you know, you're backing the right formula with the right stable, the right owner, the right jockey, et cetera, et cetera. But I just think $2.10 off a long break. It's a, a little bit of a risk. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, two two ten. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a bit thin. So from a speed map point of view, uh, have you got Poulet? Poulet from, from Barrier 2 going forward and leading this, Bernard? Comes a time perhaps trying to come across, but universal pleasure. Um, Lacta might be happy tucking in. Pooley leads comfortably. Yep, yep. Pooley leads, exactly right. Pooley yep. leads comfortably. Um, and that's that's basically as far as I've gone here in this race, BJ. I think Pooley's a really, really good horse. Pooley leads comfortably, wins comfortably. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know if it wins comfortably, mm-hmm. um, but just because Bright Diamond's 210, and that's well under my quote, yep. um, Pooley's come up a really solid bet for me here. I um, think they lead. Uh, universal pleasure tags or breezes. Comes a time. He's so big last start, and that pans down form. He's really looking really strong after that victory last week. It's just, and I really like the twelve hundred. If it comes to time, it's just the, um, it's just the gate. The gate yeah. it's just a shocker, isn't it? She might be able to work to the breeze, but how much does she do to get there? Do they ride it cold with a longer straight, or I don't know? It's just a bit, bit unlucky there for the, uh, for the Warwick Clan. And also the way that Paul Lee goes as well. You wouldn't want to be three wide. 
not exactly no, right. That's, yeah, that'll that's be, a, be, that'll be, be a horror show if you have three white no cover in this field. Yeah. So. I mean, Universal Pleasure won four in a row last prep, but could have could have got four more suitable races. It won four races on just with great weights in races it could lead or or it could box seat. It just found the four perfect races, mm. I think. So your, I think your cousin Stefan Bahala. Yes, my uh, what my uncle in law. I guess yeah. I sort of a depth. Away from there. Twice removed. <laughs> Twice removed, yeah. Fair, fair way. He uh, does well with his small team. What about Moy returned well yesterday with yep. one of the eye catches of the, um, the Pinjarra Cup. No, I agree. Universal pleasure. But still had to do what it did. But Yeah, yeah. Still, and it gets a nice claim and it gets to tag. It's or set almost, outside always gets so. a good setup again. Exactly know. right. It, it, it could be one that um, I'm perhaps underrating too. But uh, look, basically all I'm saying is I'm happy to take on the remainder of them. And um, look, I think Pool Leaf gets to the top. Uh, won four races last prep. I only got the 12 points despite some of those wins being really um, dominant in margin. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those wins, it actually wasn't the first horse past the post, BJ. It was Elite Street um, who took the entire straight to get to pull a long margin back to third. That race, that form looks even better if you could. That Elite Street was DQ'd for, um, I'm not sure why. Yeah, positive swap. Positive yeah. swab down yeah. the track. So that if you put that elite street form in there, even though it changes a win to a second, the form looks better. Mm. Don't you reckon? It, it looked far better. So, and if you go through those wins for Pule, they all had. I see what you mean. Yeah, when, yeah. visually, visually yeah, it looked yeah. better. Yeah. You know that yeah. that second by a half length, and rather than beating Classic Road by three, yeah. it actually looks a lot better. So, and if you go through back through Pule's form last prep, I mean, some of those wins. That day when it beat Reaction, who's a very ordinary horse um, with 61 and a half, that rail was quicksand. No, yeah. no horse was giving anything on that rail. So to win by the, the one length that day was basically a six-length win, the way that rail was playing um, at Belmont. And just all the victories were just so, so, so dominant. First up, this prep um, took over 500 metres for Chrissy Parnham from the wide gate with the 60 kilos to find the top. It was um, – yeah, just just worked like buggery to uh, to find the top. It was a day where the rail was off again um, for Pooley. That was a huge run. It was just such it a, was a such a big run, for, and I reckon Fiery Bay and Zachariah Bow absolutely flying. They were entitled to flood at it. They were a mile back to fourth, but also first up to go as quickly as it did early on, and the thirteen hundred, which is it's, with sixty kilos on a day where they were struggling to get through it. Yeah, um, that was massive. Yeah, and I was on. <laughs> yes, it was a, a definitely a tough watch. Uh, definitely a tough watch if you were on. But uh, look, I, I'm I'm really happy being on. It's a horse that loves the slop. So if the rain does come, uh, even better for him. Uh, great record at Belmont. Gets to the top and um, yeah, six six fifty seven bucks type thing around BJ. That's um that's plenty for me. I'm about three fifty. Pule. I'm with you, Terry. I tipped Bright Diamond in the leg up. However, the current shakeout of the market. Is shake out is uh leads me to try and find something that can take it up to Bright Diamond. Uh, this is going to be a good test for this Cerise and White Mare. If she's as good as what the market suggests, then she'll be able to uh, run over the top of Paul Lee late. But he's no slouch, this horse, uh, getting his own way out in front. The pattern of the day will be interesting at this stage as well. Um, all I'm saying is that Bright defied, Diamond defied pattern a few times. Bright Diamond well. wouldn't want to get pratted or impeded at any yeah. stage because Paul would be what off. What do you think of the trials of Bright Diamond? Uh, usual first trial, they just sort of go through the second trial. Uh, I thought Kira had to get stuck into her a bit actually. Yeah, and the thing is though, there was not much behind it because yep. what about Moy's run second? But what about Moy was in a no man's land? Yeah. yeah. I, 
Oh, I don't know. I reckon there's some just a little query on the trial. So um, definitely don't want to say a bright diamond or a Peters one can't win. But um, I just think even money first up a year. Yeah, poorly rolling bright diamonds going to have to get out into the space at the right time. Yep. Uh, it's going to have to hurt first up bright diamond to be able to, to run down a horse who's as strong as Pooley. Mm-hmm. The only knock on Pooley for mine, I would have had him on top in the leg up. The only thing that uh, led me to wind him out in the market and push him down the order slightly in the leg up was uh, 41 days between runs. Yeah, one but, off 35 last yep. prep. Um, that but, was a but, bit of a concern for me but too. I do but like I some he's of waited for Belmont. Yeah, like I, I, have. yeah, perhaps, yeah. yeah. I do like Darren... The, the the uh the way that Darren Taylor prepares his horses, so I think he's think he does a good job. So. He certainly does. So, so yeah, I, I'm with Terry. I might uh, I might chime in on the Paul E wagon actually. Paul E, very keen. Uh, race six, Terry is the Amelia Park handicap. Now this is we have been blessed with some real quality three year old racing in recent times, especially at the back end of the Ascot season. But those have been smallish type fields, seven, eight, nine runners. We have a very high quality three year old handicap in front of us here, Terry. 13 horse field. This is a really, really good race. Um, Obviously, a lot of these horses will will be attempting to cement themselves as potential Belmont Guineas, racket to a stakes, Belmont Guineas, Belmont Oaks, those type of things uh, as we move into into the winter racing back at Belmont. But uh, good three-year-old contest coming up. And I do notice the familiar impressive racing silks on the one no surrender the impressive and, uh, racing skills can go and they can go and get shoved to be honest we just had to pause in the, in the podcast so terry could watch the first at uh, at york and we uh yeah it was uh it was just one of those um tough <laughs> tough photo finish results wasn't it Ooh, just just want one to you know you back a horse fives to threes you're pretty happy with yourself at that point in time you just, Fa- just wanted to get it found the down. front at york found the front kicked back as yeah. well kicked back and uh no beaten in a photo but uh look if they if they turn if they're fives to threes every time you're gonna win aren't you so i try and tell myself <laughs> and you feel better about it but i'll tell you what gee whiz so what's, anyway, what's the old saying it's like um uh operation was a success but the patient died or something like that is that, is yeah, that true? that's yeah that's that's bang on <laughs> The patient is definitely no longer with us. Anyway, first, first leg of the quadrilla. We might need to have a little yoga session here. Yeah, so it's deep breath Thursday here at 1-1 HQ after, after the first at York. That is med- for sure. Thursday. There he is. Was that a timely outburst too from you too, Terry? Oh, I think I've dealt with it quite no, well actually, actually BJ, in all you, fairness. I thought, um, you, uh, I thought you handled it with real grace. So yeah. I was yeah. actually quite happy from um, from the, the horse. So it definitely didn't surrender, did it? But no. unfortunately, it wasn't, it, it wasn't it, God it, to me. And it took. And all, I didn't get all. I didn't get all my money. You didn't get all your money. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, though, if I did win, I reckon I would have sprung to life. <laughs> <laughs> throughout uh, throughout the rest of the podcast, but yeah, and, no, uh, probably, and I'll probably be moving from Mount Pleasant to Kalaroo now, though. Or is Kalaroo a nice suburb? And that the, might be a nice suburb. And yeah, getting in the yeah. kitchen later, and you could be a ginger baker too. Yes, so there I, I could be. All right, I reckon that's enough from us. <laughs> this is a cracking little three-year-old race, BJ. The uh, the overwhelming. Um, the overwhelming uh, thing I noticed early when doing the form was there looks to be a lot of speed um, and some of the speed I think will uh, chop at each other and chop and ch- chop and what am I trying to say? They'll, they'll just cause each other a bit of a nuisance. Um, Luke has spring to life, which is an interesting one um, for him to put in. I'm sure he'll declare it to us later as he uh, as he tends to do. Luke Fanny. I reckon he'll be beating 400 lengths, but um, 
maybe 410 even. But uh, look, spring to life will probably kick up. I think it might get crossed. Um, timely outburst from seven. We'll be on speed. She's got to you. There's no way they'll try and mix it up. The last two victories were leading, so mm-hmm. they'll be looking to spear across from the wide uh, wide gates. No, um, no surrender leads. And no surrender yeah. as well. Obviously a very quick horse. So uh, who actually ends up on front? in front? I'm not sure how desperate. If they're sometimes having the widest gate can be a little bit of a blessing if you're willing to really put in. But um, look, I think all of those, there is some question marks on all of them. So the big thing I just look at in this race is it'll be horse off speed that can that can win and get past them, BJ. Um, unless, that's, that's, that was the uh, the tack that I took as well. Yeah, I think timely outburst, 1,000 to 1,300 up in grey. They're asking a bit there. You know, I think that's um, it might be a really nice horse and it might be the one that surprises and wins and good on him and good on Nicole Hotwood in a rare Saturday uh, outing for her, um, but happy to happy to take it on. And So from there, we look at the, the sit and sprinters. thought Calera was huge last start. Love the senior going back on that type of horse. Um, she's a charm and got given a 10 out of 10 from Carberry Felling. Absolutely fell in, but um, the wide gate might be a blessing. So I'm not sure. Uh, that's definitely a chance. Uh, all my money, uh, barrier one. I, I do know that we're going to try on Monday and they've opted to go the race instead. So whether she's a run short or not, I, I don't know. Um, she's got plenty of upside, but I, I might just wait one more over the 1300 with all my money. Um, and that leaves real grace and the horse that I've uh, I've landed on. Um, grace. Unlike um, Bright Diamond in the previous, there's a bit of meat on the real grace price and there will be probably remaining throughout. Um, big winner at, at her maiden. Uh, she failed on debut horribly, BJ, and then won a maiden well by about six lengths over Go Bella, who actually came out and beat Sun Sun um, not long after. So the, the form line there wasn't actually too horrible. Um, one on her only go on a soft track by three and a half, beating Casino War. It was a day it was difficult to make ground, but that was a race that was set up nice for her to win like that but yeah and there was lots did. of uh, unlucky runners in that race yeah well uh, yeah i think apple snaps was one of those runs before yep. behind her actually um but i really like the fact that she came out at her next start back to the thousand no she's sorry those both runs were at the thousand mm-hmm. um and she was in no man's land um in absolutely no man's land when flooded home behind Chantal. She was probably, she was the run of the race. I think Huge. it was the quickest last two of the day. Yeah, easy. Yeah. That's from memory. So, yeah. Um, yeah, she showed she had plenty of talent. Her next run, she didn't turn up in the Belgravia, but that inside pad was cold. She was ridden closer to the speed. So we can probably forgive that. And spell. And then spell, exactly yeah. right. Key thing to know when they spell like that, always happy to probably put a line through the last run before a spell. Um, if you look at her um, her first trial, she was given the two trials, only the 210-day break, which is probably what you associate with Bob, with yep. his nice ones, sort of six, seven-month break. Uh, her first trial was behind um, Graceful Girl, who I think franked that last week, showed how well she was going. Um, Queen of Soul, Show Addy, Show Waddy Waddy and Island Missile were just behind her in that trial. Uh, two winners and Island Missile was stiff, probably not to get past Guns of Navarone. So yep. really nice little trial form reference-wise. I thought her second trial was was super as well with Jed on. Um, I'm Icy's a pretty tough horse to get past out in front, but she strolled past him there. Um, didn't break any records, but just showed she was going nice enough. Top end tempo, 63 Raider and a 62 plus, $3.50. This is, yeah, these are the type of horses I love to back. So mm-hmm. um, I'm really happy uh, being on Real Grace at that price, BJ. Um, another one before I talk for too long. Uh, Kalaroo, I've got $6.80. Um, Real Grace, $2.70. So they're $3.50 and 13s. That's my uh, that's my little double play mm-hmm. for the race, but definitely um, definitely more keen real grace um, than Calera. Okay, yeah, real grace, very hard to beat. Nice filly on the rise, uh, ticks a lot of boxes, doesn't she? That I'm, I'm, I'm it's, it's interesting that Bryce. Got, 
it's interesting that Bryce Bright Diamond is like almost even money yet. Real Grace, the price yep. is is holding up. It's all about prices. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, I think Real Grace is clearly the horse to beat. I end up going a little bit skew if and putting all my money in on top in the leg up. Uh, I really like this horse. Transferred from Adam Ferry to the Pierce Brothers, and the horse name the horse that has stood in the way of her winning her last three starts. Magical Dream? Yeah. Yep. Magical Dream is a really, really good horse, I think, mm-hmm. and she would be favourite in this for mine. Um, and that run, she was coming out of a maiden into a pretty hot three-odd race. Admittedly, got a few favours, ridden quiet, got the runs through, but the way that she burst uh, and made Magical Dream sweat on that occasion um, was like, oh, hang on, yeah, this 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 horse has got some talent. Came out and smacked him midweek with 50, 59 kilos rising to the mile. So, and I think they thought, oh, hang on, we might have a Belmont Guineas, Belmont Oaks style filly on our hands. Let's just back off and go again. They've backed off. It's been 50 days between runs. Gate one, if um, ridden, ridden quiet with CJP from one, where he uh, does some of his best work there, three, four back the fence, weaving, um, saved up. This horse has got good point-to-point speed. I think it can accelerate through gaps and, and maybe um, test real grace. But, but then again, you're taking on the mind of the Cerise and White. So I can see exactly why uh, most people will be leaning towards real grace. And as I said, she's the horse to beat. But for mine, I think all my money is a filly on the rise and I could see her run a cheeky race too. She, I might do a second favour. I think she's about $7 at the moment. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, she definitely ex- uh, excelled since going to the uh, the Pierce Yard. Already a nice horse before that, so yeah. with Adam Ferry. But um, yeah, since going to the Pierce's Yard, I know they've got a big opinion of her too. Mm. So um, yeah, nice cuddled up run from Barrier 1. She'll be another that appreciates the top-hand speed. Yeah, at Belmont as well. I just mm-hmm. think that uh, will allow her to sort of churn through her gears and, um, and yeah, like um, I think she, to me, feels like perhaps she's a charmer as well, but I feel as though she's a charmer is going to get sort of back and wide. Just looking for horses with, with closing speed because yeah. um, so who, who, who are the horses that have got strength, closing speed and, and a good weight? They are real grace and, and all my money. And I just think that um, at the current price – of all my money, $8. I think that's good shopping, actually. So, yeah, all my money on top. All right, all my money for BJ. Uh, real grace for me, and I'll, I'll chop out only on uh, on Kalaroo. Expecting it to be an off-speed race. For those playing the Quadrilla, the way I'll be playing it, um, numbers-wise, will definitely be those. Uh, I'll be taking on everything that's going to settle over the top of the speed. Um, yeah, so there you go. Actually, before we leave this race, she's got mm. to you, rated through the roof when it won oh, it last cool, start. Yeah. Uh, Tom was there. It's the form Fant- out of that race. Fant- 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 yeah. Bra- uh, came out of that race. Yep. Uh, Divine Pear came out of that race. It's just the run it's going to get. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. If, if it happens to somehow really ping the lids and, and find bit, the top with a degree of ease, then it's going to be Could be a bit like a Hot Z, fishy, could be, but, up on top of the speed. It could be, but um, yeah, it's it's got its work cut out from um, from 13 of 13 with yep. four quick ones underneath it. So no, Nice for you though, and, um, and all, uh, there's plenty plenty to like about her and there's plenty to like about the race, so exactly. we'll see how it plays out. Race seven, Terry. 
the CP handicap, the Crown Perth handicap over the 1,600 metres. Now, by this stage of the day, 3.55 BJ. Um, it's probably been raining all day. We've had six races on the inside pad. I'd just be, I'd just be looking, bigger fields. I'm um, only 11 here, actually, but um, I, I, I'm just at a point where – just be wary about how the track's playing. I'm not going to say are we playing in a certain way. It might be a day you want to be on speed, but um, we should know how it's playing um, by this stage of the day and that'll allow us to um, uh, to have a more educated opinion on this race if, if you're betting late. Um, but look, Billy Ain't Silly should be leading them up here. BJ Star Line in the breeze. Um, tin Snip probably leaders back with Pikey back on and Creator in the 1-1. Does that look your obvious first four? It does, mm-hmm. just but just just how um, uh, positive they were with not to be missed last Saturday. I'm just assuming that it's going to land in the first four, <laughs> Terry. So, yeah, no, I don't. Th- I don't think we'll see not to be missed uh, uh, in such a forward position. You don't think uh, they're going to be as keen to go forward or not no. to be missed on Saturday? Um, to be honest, like I like I, I didn't mind it last week with not to be missed. Like for fact finding missions, do you remember that time Pikey sat four deep the trip and beat uh, Lacevinski? Yeah, you know, that was one of the best runs of like not to be missed is a horse that really just hasn't gone to that next level that we probably hoped or whatnot um, or we thought. But I also think not to be missed is a horse that needs weight relief as well, and it, it really has its sprint uh, more so when it's carrying less weight. So it probably needs to go up to a seventy-eight plus. Or as you said to me off air before, it'd be a horse that you'd probably be looking at sending over east. It was mine. I'd, I'd send it to Melbourne. There'd yeah. be there's so many suitable handicap races for a horse like not to be missed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just in that he's in that ratings purgatory where purgatory. He, he's sort of there's not enough races for him, not enough 70 plus, 78 pluses for him, to, and uh, uh, and then he, but he's not quite 90 plus listed level yet. So there's a big there's a big there's a big hole in the uh, program and a hole in the the ratings band there that um, gets filled when you go to to Victoria and they've got um, lots of options for you. Yes, I couldn't agree more. A um, few horses like that that probably fit that sort of uh, fit that bill. Yeah. Um, but look, look, I Floyd, uh, Floyd, sorry. Uh, Floyd was just in my mind because I was thinking it's another horse in that similar yeah, uh, Floyd's in the same bracket similar right? bracket but uh, look Billy Ain't Silly is going to be um, really really hard to beat here obviously um, Blinker's going off BJ what what do you know you know that gets me you know when a horse is in good form they um, are kind of they're, they're pretty much Blinkers they're just yeah, got visors yeah, yeah the visors are yeah. going on so that's yeah that's, that's okay it's just, I still it's just don't a, understand it's just necessity a, like you just, get beaten oh we got to change something you know you're doing pretty well I think so what do um, they think do they think that oh well maybe uh, he needed to see Bruce Almighty coming up on the mm. and maybe he waited for Bruce or oh, they thought we're going up to the 1600 this way we wanted to settle a bit better will they settle better with visors and blinkers I don't know what they're thinking to be honest but it's fine it's not it's not a, a, that big a deal but look it for a horse is going to be around you, $2, what you're, $2, what $2, you're $2. saying is nothing really needed to change no I didn't think yeah. so I think the horse is going well yeah. um, there might be a big worry with Lactar heading to Belmont I think Lactar will be an even better jockey at Belmont on horses with a sit but I have mentioned in the past I think he pulls the stick out very early in the straight and if you're doing that at Belmont if you're pulling the stick out with 300 to go, mm. your stick at 60, 70, 80 to go, it's got no impact. I personally think and this just could be um, just an odd way of thinking, but when you've been asked for your effort that long out and then you do it again later down the straight, especially the padded whip, which doesn't really um, – they, they can't really feel um, as strongly, it doesn't really – I don't think there's going to be as much of an impact when you, you pull it again later in the straight. So I always, if I'm on a leader, I'm always like yelling at the screen – which not too often, um, you know, don't pull it yet, don't pull it yet. I'd love to see them like hold the stick, you know, till the 180, 160, 150, if, mm-hmm. if you can, you know. So, um, 
But yeah, look, Billy Atsi will be hard to beat from the top, no doubt about that. On on weights and measures and the way it's beaten Tinsnip, there's no real way Tinsnip can turn the tables yeah. if, if things don't change. Pikey's a massive positive, but um, yeah, it, it's had Tinsnip's measure um, pretty comfortable. The last couple, Creator went poorly, uh, and Creator looks to be a horse that um, won't appreciate the the rain either. Uh, might have been half the reason it came uh, out west. So I looked to take on Creator as well. I think Star Alarm is a benefit of a pretty soft, um, pretty soft win that day. So I looked to take on Star Alarm. Absolutely. But, um, Gifted, gift yeah, wrapped that one. Was. I don't yeah. think State Attorney Form really has really held up either. So um, look, I'm, I'm looking a little bit outside the box here, and I think by this stage of the day, it may not be the worst thing in the world to be out wide and, and rolling into horse races. And I'm going to look at a horse called Gonna Go. Um, BJ gets four and a half kilo swing on Tinsnip for their last meeting. Um, one two trials really nicely um, at the start of the prep. The second one. Um, actually knocked off Mackenzie Brook, come play with me and G-Force treat yourself, not as big a name. So it was a really, really nice, really nice trial. It's just a sign of a horse I think has come back pretty well. Uh, first up went well behind Maginica, um, when jumped very poorly and then second up um, settled uh, midfield. Just, just hit the line okay, you know. But one thing I've noticed about Gunna Go throughout its career, it's been a horse that's always carried big weights. Like They, send, they tend to be in 60 pluses, 66 pluses and copy of 60, 61 kilos and and that's fine. But I thought, well, how does it go? Because the 54 next to Gunna Go is not something I'm used to seeing. So mm. I went back through Gunna Go's career um, carrying less weight. So it only it's only carried under 56 kilos seven times in 40 starts, BJ. Now, of those seven occasions, there was a failure. It was a last run of a prep. Okay. So there was one horrible run. There was a second to Montalina. Um, there was a win in a 78 plus. There was a second to Galaxy Star yep. um, when sat uh, deep no cover the trip. I was with Taylor Stone on board. There was a win versus Celebrity Dream. Uh, there was a two and a half length win against Minus Looks really early in his career. Yeah, that then, was when he was a three year old. Yeah, that was when he was a three year old. Yep. Some of these runs are recent. The Montalina one was under a year ago. Yeah, um, that was uh, when that was over like 2000. That was over 2000. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. And I, I still think he's a better horse at the mile rather mm. than 2000. Um, and the other one was he was two lengths off Akinar Star when I watched the replay that and he was, he was probably a little bit stiff mm. in the run that day so his record is seven starts three wins two seconds when he's carried under 56 kilos um and then uh, the next thought is okay is the reason that the stable thinks he needs the big stronger jockey because throughout his career he's only been ridden um by apprentices or female jockeys lucy and taylor stone three times and they were three of his best runs yeah um, one of those was that second to galaxy star one was the second to montalina so um, I, I think and Twice he sat deep. The big win last campaign when he came from near last to Mitch Pateman um, and the second to Galaxy Star, he sat deep and I covered the trip as well, just rolling into it. So I I think he's so a what, are, what are your instructions to Matty Derek? Just sit midfield deep if you have to. Like from, if, you, uh, if we can – from 11, 11. Yeah, it's, it's an awkward game, but if we can find a spot with, with the rain, it'll be pouring down. So don't go back. Definitely don't go back to dead last. So I, I don't think that we're going to come. We're going to come from last and beat Billy Ain't Silly um, and Tin Snip on your back. I don't think that's going to happen. But don't be afraid just to let him just settle midfield and slowly work into it. You know how Maddie does. I mean, think yep. about last year. How many winners we had. Um, Bonneville Black's probably the one that stands out with Maddie just sitting three deep the trip on on rain affected going. Like I just think it's a place that's probably a little bit underrated at this stage. If this was race two or three, eh, probably not. But race seven stage of the day. Um, at race seven, I just think um, yeah, I just think it might be a spot that isn't the worst place to be. And um, yeah, I think um, I think it can run a bit of a race with the, the fifty four kilos. I think it's come back really nicely. But um, yeah, we definitely want to see. I'd be really what happy. Price with you I've marked. I've marked. Going to go nine dollars at sixteen seventeen at the moment. Wouldn't surprise me if it starts even longer. To be honest, uh, very hard one to price because I'm obviously looked at it this race in a very niche, yeah. unique sort of way. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy with the the current price. Obviously, if I've got it nine bucks, so yeah, something small each way. Going to go. Don't want to. Um, 
Definitely don't want to uh, don't want to have the house on it. But yeah. um, by that stage of the day, you can get a feel for it as well. And if if the rail's playing red hot, then probably you know steer clear. But if um if if it's looking like um the the middle of the Belmont track, especially if the day goes on and the rain continues to pour, is playing nicely, then um yeah, with fifty four kilos, I'm really happy being on each way. I remember uh, last start for Billy Ain't Silly, we spoke about the race, and you're like, you know, this just looks a race that Billy Ain't Silly. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna get beat for, for for some weird reason. It's like this, it, this, this. There's something gonna beat this horse. We're trying to work out who. That was the big problem, yeah. And we were like, oh, can Bruce Almighty not? Can it? Can it sit wide or not rail and still beat Billy Ain't Silly? And we're like, well, that's highly unlikely. And for some um, incredible reason, that that Bruce Almighty was able to. <laughs> Sit three wide with cover and out muscle Billy Ainsley in, in a driving finish, and I tend to think that that was. It might be a bit simplistic, but that came down to jockeys in the finish. If you watch, if you watch Chris Parnham on Bruce Almighty, how balanced, how strong, how much he appeared through my lens anyway, how much he appeared to get out of Bruce, um, Bruce Almighty in that mm. finish and compared to Lacta, who sort of had a bit of a loose rein and looked like he was sort of sloppy. He got a bit sloppy yeah. late. I reckon that was that was the the difference in the finish and that's that is what class the class difference can be in, in Chris really riding that horse too. Sick in the left hand. Yeah. Um just and I spoke to you about this off air before. I feel like when I'm on some horses with some jockeys, I feel like they don't think they can win. Um, this is just the feeling I get watching the race and they give it a little little slap or they just don't really – they lack belief. I think when Chris Parnham rides Bruce Almighty, um, he believes that he, he can win the race, even yeah. from tough positions or getting you know, four deep from the 600. Yeah. He, he believes he can win the race. But he also so. backs himself in to be the strongest on the line as he well. Does. I wonder if he has a lab breaks account. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Back yourself. Shout out to Mr. Delina. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it was it was trying to pinpoint the horse that was going to beat um, Billy Ainsley because it was going to make its own luck out in front. It was going to be rolling. Another thing that didn't go Billy Ainsley's way last start was, and I spoke about this last week, was the stop-start nature to the way that he was ridden. He went above two lengths above benchmark to the 800, I'm pretty sure, and then Lactar really backed off and went very, very slow, big anchor drop um, in the middle stage and then had to pick up again. And, and that just suited a horse like Bruce Almighty who was able to work into the race with uninterrupted momentum. Should do it the other way, go yeah. slow and then build into it and exactly. build through the gears. And so I, but I reckon from gate four, Billy Ainsley is going to be able to find the front without without having to exert as much as it did last start. And then Lactar is just going to be able to build and work and it's just going to, it's easy, it's going to be hard to beat from the front. So if there is a horse that um, that might be able to stretch Billy Ain't Silly, my thoughts were as follows. Karajini Aurora, I uh, reckon, is just about ready to this, – this is D-Day for Karajini Aurora. 59.5 kilos last second up over the mile last start. And um, I don't know, touch plane, did you think? Touch plane still, touch- yeah. Thought thought – Wrong ride and did a bit wrong in the yeah. run, but um, still a touch plane. Yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm not sure. We've got to remember it failed last campaign. This is what I'm looking at with Caragini Aurora. I'll yeah. be. Uh, it's one. I'll be. I'll be going wide in the squatty league, yeah. trying to get Billy beaten. I think. Um, but it's one that I'm. I think we're basing off that one prep. You yeah. know, and we haven't really seen that same type of stuff. I, in, in I thought the preps. first up run was really good. In a, in a it was just good. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was. It wasn't suited. And the other day it was a bit unlucky from memory. 
just sort of got dragged out of position, or that mm-hmm. might have been first up, I'm not sure. But um, I thought Karajin Aurora dropping five and a half kilos back to Belmont with a, with a rain-affected track potentially. Uh, gate six for Brad Parnham. If Karajin Aurora can tap into some of her peak form, I think it's going to be third up back to Belmont on Saturday, and I think she can she can run a race. And the other horse who's ready to, to, ready to peak is Mrs. Brown's boy. Um, yeah. Uh, hit the line really nicely last Saturday. Quick back up. It's all and, about picking and, the peak, yeah. isn't it, with Mrs. Brown's boy? And uh, uh, loves the Belmont mile. Yeah. Um, Alan Kennedy from Gate 2 was sort of just flopped out last Saturday and sort of drifted back further than I had expected. I wonder if he's a bit more positive on Saturday and puts him in a – it puts Mrs. Brown's boy in a spot to with, – within striking distance of Billy Ain't Silly, let's put it that way. Yeah. So, so for me, they are the two that I will be leaning towards to knock off Billy. Yep, very good. I've got I, think, I, think Billy, I think Billy will win. So cool. I got Miss Brown's worth save as well. I got yep. uh, nine dollars fifty. It's just, just don't know whether it's this is the one or it's one more. And I remember missing it last campaign when he won it. Yeah, I was saying Mister yeah. Brownboy is going to win one at double figures. Yeah. It's just about. It's just about being on at the right time, and um, I don't know whether this race feels like a changing of the guard. We've seen Tinsley yeah. create a Billy Ain't Silly dominate, you know, yeah. a little period of runs. Is, gotcha. is this the changing of the guard race where um, Billy's over the top of the mile, Tinsnip's had enough now? Is this is this the race where it's a little changing of the guard and we see, um, yeah. Speaking of double figures. Going to go past him. Speaking of double figures, mm. don't forget Old Faithful, double digit. Yeah. Uh, second up. Went good uh, first second, up. Went good, super first up. Yep. Second up. He will win one or two races this prep. He always, always does. does. It's just a matter of, <laughs> of of getting on at the right time. So. Exactly right. Exactly right. He'll be hoping um, that Gunnago does try and lead up a, a three-wide line yep. or something and um, and park on his back because on a rain-affected track down the centre, he can run a good last uh, a good last little split, um, double digits. So no, not impossible at all. Um, but, yeah, it'll all come down if they can catch Billy, as you said. Yep. Gonna go each way. For me. Yeah. Billy ain't silly on top if he's going to get knocked off. Caragini, Aurora, or Mrs. Brown's boy. All right. Uh, one of my favorite races every year, BJ. A lot of really? People, yeah, I love it. A lot of people hate it or they find it a nightmare. But as you know, I, I love my country form, my deep country form. And uh, so when they all converge for a $100,000 race. Deep, um, deep. I love to, yeah, just love to see it. Mm. It's just a very interesting race to sort of dive into and sort of which region do you think the strongest form lines are out of, which ones you put lines through. And, um, uh, yeah, there's no real – Did you uh, see Brad McManus's tweet yesterday? I did, yeah. It's good stuff, isn't it? Look forward to it. I always put it in the calendar so the other Wednesday tweet. The Provincial Championship Series final – also known as the Brad McManus in the Brad McManus household, as is anything decent going on seek.com. Uh, so the market's up at, on Tab Touch at 1.30 p.m. Give me a spell. Mm. Good on him getting that up at 1.30. Final field at 11. Racebook's not even out by then. Deary, man. Yeah, good good stuff. And I already got the market. Like I did it because I knew what time it was coming up, and I didn't start my market until about 10 past 1. How good? So, 16 plus 4 as well. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah fair yeah. enough, too. It's a $100,000 race. Why are, they, why are they claiming, though? Why are apprentices claiming? They didn't last year. No, I went back and had a look. Chloe didn't claim, did she? No, yeah, she did. Did she? She did, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I was looking at a race with Harry Grace right in it. Maybe, I don't know. Grace. Why? I thought the rule was they couldn't claim it in $100,000 races. Hang on. Does that mean last time they should have been able to claim in that race? Anyway, it's a bit of an odd No, thing. last year's Sky Final they claimed. Okay. So why didn't they claim in the Westpac Platinum $100,000 race a week or two ago? 
I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Moving on. Um, we'll have to take it up. Take it yeah. up. With the- uh, to be honest, I don't really care. I just bet on what I see anyway. So yeah. I don't even know why I'm whinging. Just whinging on Marty Allen's behalf. He likes to have a whinge about it. Uh, hello, Marty. Uh, anyway, fair joy and the Albany um, visit to low key. Um, look, your two uh, on speed. Runners, BJ, uh, Loki actually goes pretty quickly, but fair joy. Um, I think Ryan Hill will be pretty pretty desperate to, to find the top. Um, Brad Willer on Super X, I think he'll be happy just parking on those two, unless perhaps fair joy crosses and then Brad might end up in the breeze. Um, yeah, I don't want to overthink it, but that looks your map to some degree. There's there's really minimal other speed besides that. Um, mm-hmm. Neurologic's going around at York today, so I'm expecting it'll come out. So I'm pretending it's not in the race, which means lucky Linda Lula will get a start, um, which is an important starter actually, I think. Dark Assault go forward? Uh, potentially, but I think over the 1,400 with Pikey on. Fourth, fifth, sixth stop spot? Oh, I'd love, yeah, that, yeah. I think they'll be smart enough to look for a spot here. I don't think they're going to – it doesn't have the speed to challenge those three either, so – um, yeah, I think they'll just look for a spot. And I see Jag the Joker's drawn 18. So. Yeah, and Jag doesn't go quick enough from 18 to really influence the speed too yep. much. So, okay. um, yeah, really unfortunate gate for Jag because it's going really nicely. Yeah. But, um, no, look, you can come at a million different horses here. Sir Mambo is flying, but I'm out of trust um, with Sir Mambo. Zachary Bo loves the wet. Um, top end speed's there, but not necessarily enough from 16 with 59 and a half. Those couple of wins have probably just bumped him up in the weights to make this a little bit unwinnable. Dark Assault with Willie Pike on. Um, will start probably artificially short in the market because he's on. Uh, is going nicely, but just not one I'm, I'm 100% sold on yet as a racehorse. But um, look, I've marked Dark Assault a $6 equal favourite with a couple of others. So the, the $4 I think he is, it's one I'll be uh, I'll be taking on. Uh, Kendall's me dad's had two fresh runs for Roy Rogers, BJ, um, for two wins. Mm. Uh, really likes the soft tracks. And uh, who goes on board? Sean O'Donnell, the money man for, for Roy. Um, but also he's just pick-up ride genius. He's the pick-up ride genius. He will hoi on. And uh, well, who's the last winner last Saturday? Son of Bacchus. Son of Bacchus, yes. Yep. So that's – um, leg, leg, leg up Sean O'Donnell and bada bing, bada boom. He gets him home. Mm. Uh, Tiff has spoken. I think you'll find it'll be the most popular runner here. Yeah. Um, was really nice first up behind Super X in track record time. But uh, just, just a horse. I, I was saying to you before, it's just a horse I lack a little bit of trust in. Not much what went right last campaign. Was deep behind uh, Miss Delegator Soleil. Really nice runs. Um, just where Alan, Alan Kennedy gets to from the gate. Can it sprint through gaps if it has to? Um, but I think six bucks is, is about the right price. Five, six bucks. It's a uh, it's a horse that probably should have won more than it has. And then, um, yeah, the rest of them I'm not too perturbed about. Perhaps... Um, uh, Lucky Linda Lulu, emergency one. Thought the run was the equal of Zachariah Bowen. May end up going around at double the price. Super record with CJP on board. And mm-hmm. I like the 1400 at this stage of the prep. But um, yeah, look, the only one that's come up a real solid price in the early for me, that's Super X, BJ. Um, stalking or breezing. I thought the run, I'm, I'm with with the young apprentice, I'm sort of willing to put lines through those runs to some degree. Um, and if you look back two starts ago when Brad Rewilla wrote, uh, he set a track record at Northern, ran the third quickest last six setting that track record. It was actually a quicker last 200 than Tiff has spoken, which fair enough, Tiff was deep the trip, but usually just a horse that's uh, on the speed like that won't run a quicker last two than some of those that settle midfield. So I, I really like the fact um, um, that Super X did that. Uh, I, I think... 
obviously Brad or Willie going back on, that's that's the whole reasoning behind the investment. Yeah. I'm not too perturbed about the wet track. He, he performed well on wet tracks over you, Eastern. You know what's going to happen when, Belmont. when the whatever wins this race, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I should have been on yeah, that. Yeah, this is one of those. You know, because been. like you can – I should have, could have, would have I was just I was about to ask you about a, a couple of horses and I was like, oh, hang on, like there's like five horses yeah. here. I was going to say, what are you – because I, I was trying to make a case for horses like Kendall's Me Dad, Jarman. Um, lucky Linda Lulu, who you mentioned, uh, you know, like it's one thing I'll say about this race is Super X is about 12 bucks, 350, 380 a hole, something like that at the moment. Yeah, I won't be playing each way. So, what I'll be doing with this race is, and I think Super X will probably be longer on the exchange, even to be mm. honest. There'll be money for so many around. So I've not had a cent on, I won't be till the day. Um, as long as it's above eight, nine bucks, I'll be so you know, the best place to. Bet on this race is well. Where, where do you bet late? Yeah, at, at the local tab agency. Where's the, where's the, where's the spot to go? But uh, yeah, no, bet fair late. They'll be um, smarter. They've, they've got to fit. They've got to fit all sixteen into one hundred percent. So, mm-hmm. and all of them have. Um, yeah, you can make a case for all of them to some sort of uh, distant degree. Even Long Knife Brother last start was scratching. Will be interesting as well because I see Need Action. I think is nominated for Kalgoorlie yeah. on Sunday. I think there's a couple of others that are double engaged as well. So. So, I uh, think lucky, lucky Linda Lulu's uh, double engaged. Neurologic is in today, as Terry said. So, um, could could throw up a few. Yep. Three, He's a, a gunslinger. Was good last start too. Yep. Sorry, sorry, convicted man was good last start. He's a gunslinger. Is coming through a few issues, but super X for me. Uh, I'll be then watching Betfair late, and um, I'll be specking. Uh, I suggest. I'm hoping Lucky Linda Lulu hits twenty bucks. Um, there's one or two others we, we might look at having a play on. Tiff has spoken at six dollars. I might finish square on the race. It's that type of race where I won't be having a big go, but super X will be my main play and. Um, I love Bradra Willer going back on the two times. It's one in in um, in WA. It's Bradra Willer, Mitch, Mitch Pateman, Pateman on pace. Yeah. So I might that's that like I was talking about before yeah. with Gunner Go, who a horse appreciates maybe the softer hands of a of a Taylor Steiner and Matty Derrick and Super X might be the the type of horse that needs your Bradra Willer, Mitch Pateman to settle Strength. on pace and then yeah. ask for um, that big effort late. So twelve bucks, that's plenty to have something on for me. I'll be lurking on Betfair late as well for mine. I love lurking. Yeah, I think that Tiff has spoken. If uh, well, for the planets aligned from a uh, luck in running point of view, I think he's the he's the horse to beat. Three wide, no cover. First up at Northern, um, good flat, good platform run. Ran against some really good three rods last prep and held his own. Does he lack a knockout punch? We'll find out if he's going to win a decent race, and this is his opportunity on Saturday. Tiff has spoken on top, but like Terry, I'll be hanging around the exchange and looking for for a bit of value. Might throw small, small. Um, Specs on horses like Jarman, Kendall's me dad, those type things. So, yeah, yep. yeah, Kendall's another one I'll be looking at late. But uh, I, you 100% middle that if Tiff has spoken, he's going to win a uh, a reasonable race. This is the one. This yep. does look a, a nice setup. So anyway, BJ, the first Belmont get out stakes for the season. Wow, and it's a tell you what, cracking little race for it as well mm. for the S. T-E-A-K-S. I very nearly spelt that incorrectly again. Get Out Stakes brought to us. Who are they brought to us by? Brought to us by Market City Meats, the best in the business, Terry, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt is the main man. He has a terrific team out there at the Canningvale Markets. Swing past, say good day to Timmy and all the mob out there. They'll look after you, that is for sure and certain. Now, no one, not one person selected Santa Bacchus last week, Terry. Yeah. So you know what that means, anyone don't you? Select, anyone selecting the radio? Oh, we were, yeah, he was you pretty well found, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah Santa Bacchus always runs a really good race fresh. Every every single prep, but 
just needs everything to go right to win and sort of that, that sort of occurred and all the planets. He even got up inside, lacked Form up. stable. Huh? Yeah, I know. Form, <laughs> form stable, isn't it? Can, they might even be able to make it back-to-back, get out stakes. They definitely could, hey? yeah. They definitely could. They, I think, yeah, they yeah. 100% That's Reese yeah. Radford, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, Had you a know. a winner on Wednesday as well. Yes. They knew. One, one good. Mm. Or the flux. Yeah, nines Big. to fives or something, yep. isn't it? Working nine to a five. Yep. Absolutely. So, what, what happens when no one wins the stakes, Terry? Um, we get them. Jackpot. Oh, ah, okay. Carry over. Spotty? Carry over oh, jackpot. Okay. Sorry, Spotty. Nothing for you, champ. Uh, carry over jackpot. So that's, that's $100 mm. worth of group one gourmet beef. So make sure you get your entries in for this week's edition of the Get Out Stakes. That's race nine at Belmont. Back to Belmont. Um, who do you think will win race nine at Belmont on Saturday? A uh, decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. $100 up for grabs from the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Don't forget the Sam White rule. All important, Terry. First in, best dress. Correct. All right. Now, this is a, uh, a difficult one. You're going to earn your stakes here. Um, Angelic Miss will be your obvious, uh, probably the most supported runner in the, in the get-out stakes, probably in betting as well, but that's less important, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, for a speed map point of view, I think with Bo going on Kelvin, they'll really try and push him out and try and get to the top. Um, Kelvin looks like a bit of a dead horse to me. Looks mm-hmm. like a horse doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, even last cam's concerning, came. isn't it? The yeah. way that he's racing, yeah, yeah. So that that that's probably a concern for a horse like Bo Zoom, who's probably going to land on the back of Kelvin. Is that is that the spot you're going to want to be with with the rain coming and a, and a horse stopping in front of you? Uh, Magnaforce will settle on speed. It's, why, Magnaforce is a great. Why not lead on Kelvin the other day? I don't know. It's bizarre, that, wasn't that, it? Like, tactically, like, tactically that stable, I just I don't get a lot of the stuff they do. But he, his his best form is like he's a pretty simple. Yeah, they, they tried last campaign to sit 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 as well. They kept trying. Like I just don't know why. But all he did was pull his head off the whole mm-hmm. way and gave Troy Turner just the absolute worst ride of all time. Yep. So I don't know. Hopefully with Bo on board, they just let him do his thing. Yes, I uh, I would be uh, I'd be surprised if with Bo on board that isn't the thought process. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you what, I'm I'm very 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 um, I'm very Often surprised, BJ. Sorry, I just had to keep saying that word multiple times so I could try and bet on the second at York. Um, what are we on? Oh, nothing, nothing major. Just a little, little speck. One on time. This is actually the race. I didn't do any form. This, this is a this is a moment in time at the one one podcast. We we're podcasting. Terry's. Uh, Getting early odds, he's betting at your. It's a bit like, happening. It's, this is every week, isn't it? Yeah, so you can understand why why it goes for as long as it does. <laughs> this, is, this is a bit happening here. Um, anyway, back to the Heineken three handicap. Heineken. Uh, Shan Talk will go race forward. I think they'll be looking for cover at the thirteen hundred. Mm. Um, must have been. A, is it been a falling out? Is it between Russell Stewart and Sean McGrady? I would have thought. Um, you would have gone with the hoop who uh, the horse uh, is clearly um, well affiliated with. But um, Jared Noski stays in the saddle. Um, thought it was a tiny bit plain last start, but perhaps was entitled to um, to pop being in the breeze with the 60.5 kilos. Jury's out for me. That's all I'll say with, with Shan talking. Yeah, she's um, just, she just not quite – she's just a bit off at the moment. Yeah. Like just a percentage point of two off her best. Yeah. Anyway, it looks like a race for those uh, off speed. Um I, I'm really interested with with Comfort Me. BJ mentioned uh, Reese Radford before. Stable's going extremely well. Interested with Comfort Me. Last preparation, I don't think you could have 
had a just a more stiff preparation. Mm. First up, unsuitable 1100, flashed behind Resort Man Platinum Bullet. Second up, got back in the Mandra Cup, was the run of the race in a race involving Skin and Tins, Megazone, who it meets here. Third up, uh, what happened third up? Hell, oh, held up. Cryptic Love No, not, yeah. not held up, sorry. Um, just got back again, um, was fourth behind Cryptic Love. How does this read? Yeah. Salaya, last of the line. Yeah. You know, at the time, the fourth, I tipped it that day. The fourth was a pretty good fourth. That fourth turned out it was a lot better than it was. Uh, fourth up, held up the entirety, forget it went around as a $2.70 favourite. And then fifth up, Matty Derrick got a bit confused. Took so long for that's funny as to hand up. It was a day where if you were rails in run with cover, you were cooked. Yeah. Um, plus, as we say, last run of a prep, so willing to forgive. And the trial was super. KC was under hard riding, being belted, yeah. and it couldn't get past. I know it's only for a thousand. Brooklyn Pier's Brooklyn quite Peary, sharp. Yep. And it couldn't get past it. So what I'd hate to see here, though, is from um, the from the awkward, semi-awkward alley, barrier 11 after the, the scratching, is for them to go dead cold. I'd love to see them be a little bit positive out the gates because it's got gate speed. Not try and lead, but just try and find a spot with cover on speed. That, yeah. that will require you might get caught deep and that might occur. But, again, at this stage of the day, that might not be the end of the world. Yep. So um, I just think Comfort Me is being priced on um, not on his true ability because of how unlucky it was last prep. Yep. The other horse I think is the same, BJ. It's been priced on um, um, not true ability but how unlucky she was last prep is, is Aberdeen Queen. Um, only one in Northern Class 5 first up but sat deep the trip in a small field. Um, sharpish little small field with a big weight over the unsuitable 1100 and um, thought um, I thought she went super yeah, she was one of, one of the best performances of her yeah, career actually. very much so again her last prep she was held up multiple times nothing went right barrier 16 it's not going to be the end of the world she's probably going to sprint alongside Angelic Miss can she beat Angelic Miss home from that position maybe yeah maybe I'm not I'm not certain but $14 I mean Deary me, like Comfort Me is 12 at the moment. I think we probably shot better late. Aberdeen Queen, surely we're not shopping better than 14 bucks. Um, are, we doing the mega, are we doing the Megazone thing? Uh, Megazone Queen's not a Paul Harvey horse for me. Yeah. I don't like sitting sprinters with, with Paul Harvey where they need to, yeah. I'm I'm willing to take on Megazone at the 8, 9, 10 bucks, uh, but it, it can win. This is a race where so many can win. Um, but I'll be playing, um, look, I've got Angelic Miss $3.80 favourite. It's currently, what price are we at the moment, BJ? Uh, 340 $3.40, so just a little bit below mine. But um, yeah, I've got um, Aberdeen Queen and Comfort Me both at $7.50. So I'll be backing the pair of those win only for my results this race and um, don't need to go too hard and happy being on the pair of them. I can't see how Sorry. both are longer than a horse like Magnaforce. Sorry, Angelic Miss 350-360. Yeah, 350-360. Yeah, so, I mean, you could even stretch it to three, but I don't I don't want to stretch it to three of them mm -hmm. when there are other chances um, in this horse race. So, um, yeah, Aberdeen Queen and Comfort Me will be the two horses I'm playing here, BJ. Yeah. Angelic Miss just needs to land three wide line with cover and good luck holding her out. Um, she's one of my better bets of the day, Angelic Miss. I really like this this mare. I think she's got she's got a really really bright future. I think she's just going to get better and better with racing. Um, yeah, obviously we'll we'll know more about we should do if we're paying attention. We'll know more about how the track's planned by the stage of proceedings and whether uh, whether it's a a tough task for back markers or whether they're making ground from the middle of the track or three and four wide or whatever. But in a, the way that I'm envisaging the track to be playing. If she can land three wide line peeling, she'll just go whoosh late. Um, Aberdeen Queen, I'm with you. Huge overs at the moment. Uh, at her second pick and equal second favorite in my leg up. And I actually don't, don't mind Albuk Turi. Albuk Turi. Albuk Turi. Um, thought there was merit in the first up run. Drops from 61 kilos to 
54. So that's a significant seven kilo uh, weight relief from a good draw, second up off a handy trial. Uh, the East Coast form was solid. Got some really good form references actually. So yeah, also they've got hold of this horse as a young horse and it's not like they're getting a five or six year old who's been put through the ringer. This is a horse that's had five starts prior to coming to Western Australia. Uh, I wouldn't, I just think from the map and the weight and ticks a few boxes for CJP. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that uh, Albuturi, Albuturi, uh run a race as well. So for me, I think Angelic Miss, one, as I said, one of my better bets of the day. Aberdeen Queen and Albuturi are the ones that I'm scared most of. Very good. Uh, the other thing with Aberdeen Queen is loves the the slot, as we said before. But um, I, I don't know if you're really talking. Enjoys like, Belmont too, I reckon. Yeah. Or is, or is that, did, yeah. No, but Belmont's good. Yeah. The, the one thing I, I remember saying last prep continuously because they got it up to the um up to the two thousand as far as um. I I think her best I think she's a sprinter mm-hmm. and her strength is her what? withering uh, final last two hundred um, which I don't think I think was negated a little bit getting up to the 1800, 2000 meters so um, I think uh, we'll see the best of her at fourteen hundred type thing so this is again close to that mark I think that we didn't necessarily see the best of her last preparation because when she was peaking. And when she was ready to to win, she held just got up, got held no luck. Up, held up, yeah. So so the Salaya race where she got got held up, and then basically it was a carbon copy in the La Trice. She was a nine dollar chance in the La Trice with dance music in the race, mm-hmm. um, and some talented mares. So. She should have won. She should have probably had three more wins in her career. She easily could be fifty percent winning yeah. strike rate. So. Um, yeah, like her. I think if they're running on that that fourteen bucks, we will be shortening pretty pretty heftily. I'd suggest. Okay, okay, Guru. It is time now for our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Who have you got? My Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Bj uh, toss up between Poulet and Real Grace. Grace. <laughs> Uh, it's a genuine toss-up between the two. Pooley seven bucks. Real Grace is three fifty. Let's go with Pooley. We'll go with the value. Terry is going for Pooley for his Betfair best. Mine Betfair best is Angelic Miss in the Get Out Stakes race nine of the day. Currently around the three fifty. There's a bit of three sixty floating about, but um, Simon A, Chrissy P, Angelic Miss in the last of the day. Winning form is good form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie, BJ, who's who's the maddest of them all? <laughs> I reckon I reckon the Betfair Exchange is going to be fun times uh, yeah. prior to the running of the – well, it's going to be fun times all day, but especially prior to the running of the Provincial Championship Series finale, uh, which we covered in the preview. We are both going to be sort of hovering, mm. waiting, uh, ready Love to pounce. So at the moment – Trying to keep within the as closely to the Maddie rules that we have assigned for ourselves here at the one one. I'm gonna go with Jarman and Jarman. Lucky Linda Lulu. Double double play Maddie in there. Darren or Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh Darren. Darren. For sure. Yeah. Gotta yeah. be Darren, yeah. Yeah. Has to be. Uh all right. Yeah, lucky Linda Lulu is one. I would definitely be uh, hovering over. Love to see some twenty bucks late. That would be mm. that would be great. Um for, for Lulu, I am, again, it's a slight fudge. Uh, it's only $17 currently, but uh, we might see the 20 bucks. I'm not, not really sure what it's going to do in the market, but I actually really like Gunnigo, as I've said. So um, Gunnigo, my Maddie. Like it. Okay. Who is your Betfair lay? 
My lay of the day is uh, the unbeaten trials, races. Uh, we'll tell you what, actually. I was tossing up to Timely Out versus Not To Be Missed. They're both the same price currently, and I reckon Timely Out versus a slightly better chance. I'm actually going to go with Not To Be Missed again. Hang on, that, um, was, that was mine. Was it? Well, yeah. they're, they're the two I'm tossing up, so go go the same. That's really late Not To Be Missed. Mitchell no. Pateman, I reckon he's the type of bloke. I reckon if he hears a few people and pop one of his oars, he'll find a level two. Yeah, yeah. He get gives me that feeling of like a little, uh, I reckon on the cricket field, he'd be a good little uh, bit of sledge, eh? and he'd be getting into people. And, uh, Where would he feel? I think field? a little bit of, uh, oh, he'd be in close. Slip yeah. Gordon, Slip Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Someone that I think he'd lift under a little bit of. Um, Is he one that you'd put the helmet on and get him like right up close to the. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Wouldn't take a backward step. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it's not to be missed. Uh, I was going to lay timely outburst, but um, they're the same price, and, and I've got uh, I've got not to be missed shorter. So, so you you have been laying uh, officially on Betfair every yes uh, horse and meeting uh, per month. I missed a couple earlier in the month, so uh, D Cripps has just got here. Oh, the the man with the uh, the paparazzi waiting at the front. Um, <laughs> yes, we're laying one amazing uh, shoe player. Got the job done yesterday. Um, someone took the celebrity man, the whole lot of it at 240, traded 230. So there is some value there. A few of them I'm chucking up are definitely trading shorter. Uh, Stip and tuck today in the last. I'd be surprised if that trades much above the five bucks that I put up. Um, but yeah, Scotty Embry had a little bit of a go at me that I'm only um, laying horses that um, idiots are back. So <laughs> I don't know why I found that quite funny, BJ. Is there any truth? But to uh, no, 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 I'm just backing horses that are considerably longer in my market. And yeah. often, um, often I'm horribly wrong. So uh, having a lot of fun doing it. And um, yeah, we'll see if we can uh, come up with a couple of good ones for, for Saturday. And uh, we might even have to jam one in there for Carnarvon. As well, on no. the dirt, on yeah. the dirt, okay, on the dirt. So, um, yeah, we'll keep going, and uh, we might even have a, a big. Um, I might even finish the month next Saturday. I've already thought about this the Belmont Sprint Day. I might do a layer race. Wow, so I might do nine, Look nine out. lays, take one on per race. So. And don't forget, we'll be out there, yeah. We will be out there, having a couple of quiet ones, watching um, Dig Deep, uh, Beat Elite Street, who was ridden too coldly again in the Belmont Sprint. So, um, at their newly refurbished 1 1 bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how that all, uh, <laughs> all adds up. But uh, anyway, brings us to the end of another uh, another lengthy episode of, uh, of the 1 1. Um, thank you to Chrissy Nation who came on and gave us um, some good uh, good feedback about the Belmont track. Does an amazing job to hold that Ascot track up for the season like you did is uh, yeah quite incredible. Uh, good luck to those having a punt. Good luck to those staying out of the rain on course. Let's hope the tin shed doesn't have too many uh, leaks in it this year, uh, BJ. But uh, until next week on the 1-1. One, one.